We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King. And what is up? I am still here in California, and it's a beautiful, cloudy morning. I just love how gentle the mornings are here. You know, the clouds burn off towards the afternoon, which has just been lovely, but the mornings are so calm and the cloudiness and there's a little chill in the air and it just feels so gentle and such a lovely way to ease into the day. We're just loving it. We're about halfway through our trip and I'm so grateful we have two more weeks because two weeks was just, it would be, we literally just like found our groove and it would be like, okay, well now it's time to go home. Now we have our flow going and it's just been so amazing. We've been working out every day, making meals at home, going to the beach in the afternoon. After we work in the morning, we've seen friends, we've had visitors, we go on walks every day. Yesterday we went to the dog beach with Benji and that's like literally Disneyland for dogs. He was so happy. It's just been such a wonderful family time. And it's been so special because Brian gets to spend all day, every day with our sweet baby girl. And he doesn't get that often because he's working during the day. So this has just been such a treat and I will treasure this memory for the rest of my life. So today's episode is something that comes up a lot um, while having a business or any sort of creative project, and it's actually a topic that's come up in with the ladies in my Mind Over Matter group program. So I wanted to bring it to the podcast because it comes up often, and I know firsthand how uncomfortable it is dealing with this emotion and this experience. So I wanted to talk about it on the pod today because it's real uncomfortable. And I know that whenever I'm faced with something that's really uncomfortable, I kind of go all in and I just like want to understand it. And I get very curious and I'm just like, oh, this is so helpful for me. So I want to help you as well. So today we're going to talk about the big D and not get your mind out of the gutter, friend, because we're talking about disappointment. Oh, even saying the word just feels like, like it feels so heavy and just like tight in my body. But disappointment is a sticky, sticky emotion. I have a very hard time feeling it, especially, you know, in creating my business. There's been a many of times where I have felt sheer, just utter disappointment and very good at avoiding or (laughs) resisting it. And you might as well. So let's talk about disappointment. So I want to start with the definition and, you know, 
I think that the more we can understand about the emotion, the more we can understand ourselves and understand others in our life. So disappointment is unmet expectation. So the more significant of the expectation, the more significant of the disappointment. And this makes so much sense. I mean, if you really think about it, when was the last time that you were disappointed? I mean, sometimes it can happen every day. And there can be big disappointments and then there can be little micro disappointments. So what I loved about Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart when she talks about disappointment, she explains that there's a couple different types of disappointment. So there are the unexamined and then the unexpressed expectations. And those are our stealth expectations. So every day, every hour, we are consciously or unconsciously setting expectations for ourselves and the people in our lives, especially those closest to us. Now, if you've listened to my episode about relationships and having a manual for people in your life, you also can have a manual for yourself. And often the manual that you have for yourself is the biggest, most intense manual. Like We have so many expectations for ourselves. Now, the unconscious, unexamined, and unexpressed expectation, those are the most difficult, right? And when we don't acknowledge this type of disappointment, it can lead to all other types of emotions like anger, frustration, regret, um, and, and so on. So, when we have expectations, we create a picture in our mind of how things are going to be and how they look, right? And sometimes we go really deep into all of the senses. And especially if you do visualization work, it's really easy to go there, right? We can imagine how things are going to taste, how they're going to feel, how they're going to smell. And so whatever picture that we create in our mind holds great value for us. Now, when we set expectations, it's not only how we fit into the picture, but also those around us. So we are basically creating expectations on outcomes that are completely out of our control, like what people say, how they think, how they feel, how they're going to react. So the movie in our mind is awesome. But the problem is no one else knows their role. They don't know their part in this movie that we have created in our mind. So when this movie fails to play out in real life, what happens is we feel disappointed. So when we're creating expectations based off of things that we have zero control over, right? A circumstance, that is what leads to the disappointment. And then we feel disappointed, and then we're going to feel all sorts of hurt. We're going to feel angry, and it's really, really, really sticky. This takes a toll on the relationships with ourselves and the people in our life. So this emotion is actually incredibly important, and I want to explain why, because I went I went deep into understanding this emotion because I have noticed myself resisting feeling disappointed um, a lot. And I didn't realize that this was happening until I was brought to my attention by a coach. 
I was even resisting labeling what the emotion was. So let's be honest here. I mean, feeling disappointed sucks. It is so much easier to avoid feeling disappointed. One of the things that Brene said that just stuck with me so deeply are there are too many people in the world today who decide to live disappointed rather than risk feeling disappointed. Like, let that sink in. There are too many people in the world today who decide to live disappointed rather than feeling disappointed. Isn't that wild? So there's research that shows that one way to minimize disappointment is to lower our expectations. So we just rather like live in this place of like mediocre than actually feel the emotion. But like any emotion that we talk about is the emotion is not the problem. The emotion is just a vibration in our body. The worst thing that can happen is feeling the emotion. So if we just allow ourselves to feel the emotion of disappointment, everything we want is on the other side of that. So I'm going to share the rest of the episode, like really, you know, where disappointment comes from and how to work with disappointment instead of push against it, resisting or avoiding it. Because when we resist, avoid, or react to the disappointment, that's what causes all of our challenges, all of our problems, not the emotion itself. So I just want you to think like, do you know what disappointment feels like? Or are you familiar with what it feels like to push against disappointment? And just be completely honest with yourself. You know, when we do this work, it's so important to allow yourself to feel the emotions and just be present with how the experience, the emotional experience is. So disappointment is a complex emotion. And it often is found in the family of sadness. You know, whenever I'm processing how I'm feeling from my thinking and I have a coach ask me, you know, what thought created that or what does that make you feel? It's always sad. I always say sad first, but my goal is to expand my emotional vocabulary. And that's what I work on with my clients as well. And when I actually sit with it, I'm like, you know, it's not sad because when I'm sad, it feels different in my body. And when I am actually curious and I explore what the sensations are, what I'm feeling in my body, I always find that it's disappointment, even though I'm like, no, I just can't. I don't want to deal with it. So I think we're all familiar. I mean, I can't speak for you, but like, I think we're familiar with like that feeling of being let down. Right. And it's like, To me, I just feel like my shoulders shrug, my head goes down, like my body language changes. And that's what happens, but then we resist feeling it. Like that's the beginning, but then we like resist feeling it and we push it down and pretend like everything's okay. So disappointment, like other emotions, like anxiety, is an evolution. Like it's important to our evolution as human beings. So in other words, we need these complex emotions like fear and disappointment and anxiety to survive and to grow. So I was looking into understanding a little bit more about disappointment. And there is a 
One of the causes of disappointment is the arrival fallacy. And this is a unique experience of disappointment that occurs when we are so focused on our goals that we just skip over the process. So what happens is we end up like going zero to a hundred and we overextend ourselves, And then that leads to us feeling unhappy every single day as we're like trying to, to reach this certain level. And we have made this belief in our minds that when we arrive to our destination, that's going to make everything better and the struggle worthwhile. So if you've ever experienced that arrival fallacy, that once you get to where you want to go, that it's all going to be worth it, right? Um, That's just a sign of an internal misalignment, right? Sometimes we build things up, right? We have such big expectations and we think that the thing that we have created in our mind is going to be it and it's going to bring us all of these positive emotions and it's not, and it turns out to be unfulfilling, that's the arrival fallacy. And this happens all the time. And that's why I always say here isn't better than there. You know, the external circumstances are not what's going to make us have positive emotional experience. Our thoughts about the circumstance do. So this is a very important thing to understand. The arrival fallacy is like, oh, once we get there, then everything's going to be all worthwhile and I'm going to feel amazing. How many times have you gotten to that quote unquote place and you don't feel that way and then you feel disappointed, right? Like so many times to count, like just too many times to count. So the other cause of disappointment comes from the expectations that we have around external factors. So circumstances, things that we don't have control over. So when we have an unrealistic expectation that doesn't match the actual circumstance, we choose to resist and we don't want to accept what has happened. So if we have a high expectation around the, this the circumstances outcome, we will experience more intense disappointment. So like I said in the beginning, like the bigger the expectation, the bigger the disappointment, the more intense the emotion is going to feel. So this is very important to understand is like when we create unrealistic expectations, like I'm not saying we can't have a target or something that we're working towards, but if we're attaching to how we feel to a certain outcome, we're always going to end up feeling disappointed. So, you know, when it comes to this emotion of disappointment, you know, is feeling this emotion necessary? Absolutely. Does it feel good? Absolutely not. It doesn't feel amazing. It's like, it doesn't feel amazing as fulfilled, right? Like to feel disappointed sucks. It's awful, but it's actually necessary because the problem comes from the actions you take after you experience the disappointment. Now it's up to you. You hold the key for transformation. You can make choices that can completely transform your life from that disappointment, or you can turn away from it and feel stuck and terrible and frustrated, angry, and sad. Totally up to you. So I like to view emotions as information. So disappointment is not a, like I would say, when we think of it as like a useful emotion, it most likely doesn't lead us into actions that we love right? Because we're most likely avoiding or resisting it. But if we use it as information, that's going to help 
get you to where you want to go. It's similar to failure, right? When we fail, it's giving us information. It's telling us that something was off. So when we feel disappointment, it's like, hi, alert. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. It could be something about the circumstance. It could be something about your process. It could be something about your expectation. So with disappointment, it's so important to look at it from a different lens. And my dude, James Clear, you know, I talk about atomic habits all the time. He calls this the valley of disappointment. So what that means is if you persist with your actions in this valley, you can actually create a breakthrough. So what happens is you set a goal or an outcome, right? You have a desire, you have a target, and then we overestimate the good things that might happen when we first start to take action towards this goal. And at the same time, we underestimate the negative things that might also happen. That's what Burke Castillo calls the river of misery, right? You're like going back and forth. You're like, these are all the right things that happen, but then we're also not realizing all of the quote unquote negative things that are going to happen. Now, when we set a goal, the point is to bring up all of the stuff, all of the doubt, all of the fear, all of the stuff, because it's literally an invitation to work with it, to help you transform, to help you get to the next level. So this is why the first part of any meaningful goal can feel so intense because you're in the valley of disappointment. You're doing things that are really hard that you've never done before and you want to revert back to safety. That's why I tell my clients when you set a big goal and especially the clients that are creating things like a business or a podcast or whatever their creative project is, I'm like, the beginning is always going to be the hardest because you're living in a valley of disappointment. So if we can keep our expectations steady through this time, the same things that disappoint us end up being the things that lead through a breakthrough. You know, this has come up for me with running lately. Um, Before I had baby girl, I was running 10 miles a day. I was doing half marathons on the trail. I was doing hikes. Like I was crushing it. And now I'm slowly getting back into running. But it's been so great because my expectations are very steady through it. So I don't go out there and I'm like, today I'm going to run 10 miles. I'm like, today I'm just going to run. And I finish my run and I feel amazing because while it was very hard and my body is still getting used to running again, I ran two miles. I ran three miles. I ran without stopping. I ran and I felt good. My body felt good. My pelvic floor felt good. Like that helps me so much more because I'm not setting the bar so high or having these unrealistic expectations. So when you stick with it and you give it enough time, you'll see the disappointment is actually the thing that's going to help you reach the goals that you have in your life. So when you're feeling disappointed, it's providing information. And I was telling this to my girls in in my group the other day, and we were laughing because I get Amazon deliveries all the time, even while we've been here in California, we're getting some Amazon deliveries. Uh, But it's basically like an Amazon delivery package is at your door and it's like, oh, this is disappointment. Like, are you just going to leave it on your patio? I mean, you could, but it's just going to be there. It's just going to be there. You're going to see it every single day and it's going to continue to be there. So if you open the door and bring in the package and open it and you're like, okay, disappointment, hi, what, what you got for me? Tell me what's going down. What is this trying to tell me? And what I found that when I feel disappointed and especially in myself, so I'm switching gears because I've talked about 
unmet expectations with people in our life. And that's where we have manuals and we put our emotional well-being onto someone else. We're not going to talk about that right now. That's a different episode, but I'll talk about that, I'm sure, again on the podcast. But today we're just going to focus in on feeling disappointment with our self because that disappointment is really, really, really intense, right? Like when we have disappointment to ourselves, it's linked to shame, but we don't want to go there. We think that's an ugly emotion and we don't want to feel it. So we avoid it. And then again, it just grows and it grows. Some of the things that we feel disappointed in ourself is because we quote unquote live fail to live up to our standards, right? So we aren't as disciplined as we'd like to be with our routines and our our habits, our rituals, right? We don't stick to the habits that we create. We aren't as quote unquote productive as we think that we're supposed to be. We don't focus on what we want to actually be working on. We do little small tasks instead. Um, We don't end up working out like we say we're going to. Say we're going to go work out at 6 a.m. and we don't. We often feel disappointed. We also feel disappointed if we don't eat as healthy as we want, right? And then I mean, as I'm stepping into this realm as a parent, I know personally that it's very easy to feel disappointed in ourselves as a partner, as a parent. I mean, there's all these things that we think that we're supposed to be doing. So it's very common to have all these disappointments, but what I want to help you by the end of this episode is to harness the power of a growth mindset. Because when we're constantly thinking that we should, that we should be doing this, or we should be doing that, or I should be better at my habits, I should be doing this better. um, And then we don't do it. We feel terrible. It's frustrating and it's disappointment. And it happens all of the time. Think about it today. Is there something that you thought that you were supposed to be doing that you didn't do? And it's okay because I want to make sure that you understand that it's not a bad thing. If we keep ignoring the invitation, we're going to miss out on this very important data that disappointment's trying to tell us. I believe that there are good reasons why disappointment shows up. And this is from my own experience and it might resonate with you too. And I've noticed this a lot with my business is when I feel disappointed about something that happened that didn't work out the way that I wanted it to, right? And my expectations missed the reality of the outcome. Um, You know, that just means that I'm passionate about something. I'm passionate about what I do. And that could be the same for you. If you have disappointment around something that you thought would be a certain way and it's not, that might just mean that you actually deeply care about whatever it is that you're doing. So it's not a bad thing, but if we ignore that information, we can't connect those dots. Another reason why I think disappointment shows up is it's a knock on the door, an opportunity for growth. Because with the useful, helpful mindset, right? With a growth mindset, you can grow through disappointments. Now, the key here is committing to get back up and try again, no matter what happens. This is truly so important. It's like, how many times are you willing to fall down and get back up? When you move from this place of disappointment, you can start to align your expectations with reality. You can also tailor your decisions so you can avoid 
that particular kind of disappointment again. So if you have a really high expectation, you're like, you know what, that was a very unrealistic expectation. Maybe you shift what the outcome is based off of what you learned from that disappointment. The other thing that I think is important to recognize with disappointment, similar to failure, is it makes you stronger. You know, if you've experienced any sort of childhood trauma that was connected to disappointment, it can feel debilitating, right? It can make us be afraid to try new things or make new connections because we might have failed in the past and we never actually processed what that experience was like. But if you actually use this as a starting point, it will help you build resilience and it'll help you overcome adversity time after time. So those are the reasons why I think disappointment shows up, right? So that's the first thing to know is like when you're feeling disappointed, it's important to sit and be present with it and ask the ask the emotion like what it's trying to tell you. And it's most likely going to be one of those three things. So now that I've shared what disappointment is often trying to tell us, let's talk about how to process and deal with feeling it. So I want to share some strategies that have helped me, and these are strategies that I share with my clients as well. So the first thing is to recognize the emotion, notice, right? It always comes down to self-awareness. So if you are experiencing disappointment, it's important to pause whatever you're doing and turn inward and see if that emotion is present within your body. So when you do this little check-in and you can do this right now, or you can do this after the podcast, like turning inward and, and noticing if you're feeling disappointment with yourself for anything. So are there any goals? Are there any tasks? Are there any things that you have been working on that you haven't met the expectation that you've created? Maybe it's a relationship that you've been working on, or maybe it's a habit that you haven't stuck with. Maybe it's projects, tasks, things that you're procrastinating on. Allow yourself to be present, doing a little audit. Have you been avoiding feeling this emotion? If you notice the vibration, anything that comes up, just allow yourself to be present with it. Any emotion that is tied to an unmet expectation, whether that is disappointment, frustration, anger, regret, whatever it is, allow it to be there. Be present with how you're feeling. That's the first step. Bring that self-awareness inward. Notice what is going on. Look at the expectations that you've set for yourself. Are they realistic? We often tend to think they are realistic based off of what we, other people are doing, but you have to be honest and true to yourself. You know, when you can do that first, it kind of lessens the intensity of the emotion. When you're honest with yourself and you're like, you know what, maybe this was an unproductive, unuseful expectation and it helps you. So that's the first thing is notice if disappointment is present in your body. And then after you do that, I want you to let it out. This is an, a very important piece is don't keep that emotion stuck hiding within your body. The way that you can do this is through movement. You can do dance. You can do static dance where you're literally just shaking your body. You can do breath work. You can breathe, literally breathe out the emotion of disappointment. And then my favorite way to regulate 
my emotion is journaling. And you might have heard me talk about this before, but rage on the page where you sit for 20 minutes and you just rage it all out. What are you disappointed about? Like, let it all go. Let all of those unconscious thoughts just flow out of you and give yourself space. Because after you do this, after you rage on the page and let it go, I recommend sitting and meditating and allowing yourself to feel the space that you've created by writing out all the frustrations, all the disappointments that you're feeling. Because by doing that, it gives you perspective. So once you notice and then you let it out and then you gain perspective. And the way that you do this is by A, thinking about it from a different standpoint, pretending like you're giving advice to a friend that feels disappointed, right? It's so much easier to talk to a friend with that love and compassion than it is to ourselves, right? To ourselves, we're like, you should have done this. You should have done that. We would never talk to a friend that way. So when you gain perspective, right, it just, it gives you an opportunity to realize that the disappointment is okay and that nothing has gone wrong. So let it out or know the signals, let it out gain perspective, and then know your heart. So you want to understand your why, right? You want to understand your values and where you can see when that is a, there's a misalignment, you can understand yourself better. So understanding your heart, understanding who you are is so important because when you do this, you reconnect and realign with the parts of yourself that you might have felt disappointed around. So this helps you give yourself some space. This helps you see what's going on without any judgment. And this leads to the next piece, which is giving yourself that compassion. When you take off the hat of judgment and you bring in self-acceptance and compassion, that's where the shift happens. So you've checked in with yourself, you've gained perspective, you're seeing it from a different lens, and now you accept that where you're at is exactly where you're supposed to be. This is focusing on where you're at right now. So when you focus on where you're at right now and know that it's a starting point for whatever's next, it will allow you to open up to so much more of what you want in your life. When you push against it, that creates the exact opposite. That creates the unnecessary suffering. So when you give yourself that compassion, imagine that you're giving yourself a big hug like you would give to a friend and allow yourself to know that you're safe and that you are loved and that nothing has gone wrong. I think that when we have feeling disappointed, we think that something has gone terribly wrong. And this is the one of the things that I talk to my clients about. I'm like, nope, nothing's gone wrong. It's just a very human emotion about something that didn't meet your expectation. That's totally okay. How do you talk to yourself in that way so it doesn't feel so intense, so you don't feel so bad about yourself, and you don't feel in such a negative headspace about who you are? So give yourself that compassion, that self-acceptance. So the other thing that I've noticed with disappointment is we have to allow ourselves to move through it. You don't want to fester 
in it. You don't want it to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. The way that you know that you've allowed to process is because you're not festering in it and you allow yourself to be in the present moment. So when you allow yourself to be present with how you're feeling and you allow yourself to recognize what is going on and why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, it takes the pressure off. You know, up until the point where you start feeling disappointed, you're telling yourself the story that you aren't good at fill in the blank, good at running a business, good at connecting with people, good at doing your habits, right? And so then you feel bad about not being good at that thing. Now, when you turn that and you shift it into that place of love, you can also allow yourself to look at yourself as a perfectly imperson, perfectly imperfect person that has a good intention for themselves. And in any given moment, you're being the best that you can be, even though you're imperfect, because that's what it's about. It's not about being perfect. If you are loving on yourself, if you are practicing that self-compassion and you're taking off the judgment and you're talking to yourself with kind, loving words, that, my friend, is the best that it can be, right? So in this moment, the moment that you're in, what can you be grateful for for yourself? Like, What have you actually done for yourself? What is great about you in the present moment. This again helps shift that energy. It helps shift that focus of feeling disappointment, feeling let down with yourself after processing it and bringing it back to where you're at in the here and the now. And the last piece that I think is important to talk about, and I talk about this with my client all the time, is working with curiosity. So Once you toss out those unrealistic expectations of how we're supposed to do things and we instead create an attitude of curiosity, that, my friend, is going to help you grow so much more than if we hang on to the supposed to's and the should of's. So we don't necessarily have to know how we're going to get to where we want to go. But what we can focus on is what we can do in the here and the now, right? It's like, what can I do? What is the next step from this place of feeling disappointed? If you allow yourself to be curious and not in a place of having to know it all, that's when the fun happens. That's when the magic happens. Because instead of being like, I have to know all the steps, I have to know how I'm supposed to get to where I want to go. Instead, it's just being curious. Okay, well, what's the next best step? What can I do right now that's going to help me get to where I want to go? I don't have to see the whole thing laid out, but instead of having this expectation of what I think it's supposed to look like, I can just be curious about what's next. Because yes, expectations are going to come up for us and we're going to continue to fail to live up to them. And we will get, I can guarantee that you're going to feel frustrated and disappointed again. But if you have curiosity instead, and you look at the disappointment, like it's telling you information and you can get curious about what the next best step is, you will be amazed at how disappointment can transform your life. 
All right, my friends. So that is what I have for you today about disappointment. Know that it's going to happen and it's a part of being a human being. This is comes with the territory. If you are someone that is creating something that doesn't exist in the world or some sort of project that's been on your heart, I just want you to know that disappointment is going to come up time and time again and nothing has gone wrong. Okay. It's going to happen, but now you have the skills to be curious, to be present with it, to process it, to work through it, to gain the information that you need to move forward. So this, just like anything else that I teach is a practice and it's going to take time. So the first step is just allowing yourself to be present with the emotion. I promise you, if you stay present and you stay curious, you are going to be amazed at how you can transform this emotion of disappointment. So this is an invitation. If you start to feel disappointed, if something comes up or you've been avoiding feeling disappointment, if you are avoiding the things that you quote unquote should have done, and instead of addressing what that information is telling you and Um, you're avoiding it, maybe this is a little loving nudge to explore it so you can work through the emotion, gain the information that you need to take the next step moving forward. All right, my friend, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I appreciate you so, so, so much. If you want a little bit more of this action, I am here for you. Um, I have a wonderful group of women that we meet every single week. They get coached. There's new content that comes out every week and they ask questions and they are there to better themselves in community. And it is so powerful. So if that's something that you're looking for, send me a message. I would love to chat with you about how I can help you in creating the life that you deeply desire without creating unrealistic expectations. Um, I can't say that there won't be disappointment along the way, but you bet your ass that I'm going to help you work through that disappointment as it comes up. All right, my friend, until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friends.